Welcome to episode 64 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Another big episode coming your way with all the talk from Valencia Marathon when national records were shattered. There's been a new park run world record set in Long Eaton and there's plenty of other action to get our teeth into. But before we do all of that, in a week that saw Japan awarded a controversial VAR goal after the ball appeared to cross the line, let me welcome to show someone who spends most of his training block pushing the boundaries too. How's your week been, Joshua? Yeah, not too bad. We're uh, recording on a, on a strange day, so uh, I feel like I'm about. I feel like I'm. I should be talking about this week rather than last. But yeah, we're reco- recording on a cold Thursday night, um, so a bit late this week. But that will. I, I know we come... moan about the weather a lot, but to put into context how cold it is, it's like I just ran and it's like minus two outside. There you go. So to put it into um, context, anybody who knows degree Celsius, that's how cold it is. Anyway, let me welcome my other co-host this evening, a man who you just heard a minute ago. He's so indecisive that even VAR's not sure whether he is or not. How are we, Shane? VAR couldn't couldn't get me down, mate. No chance. I'm all right, thank you, Aaron. I'm a bit tired. Okay. Um, what you been up to this week? Anything good? Me, I have spent a lot of time at a desk getting some coursework done. And at the tender age of 31, I still had to pull an all-nighter to get the deadline done. So when we tried to record on Monday evening, Shane messaged about 4pm saying he was just going to go to bed and set an alarm to be up for 8 o'clock. So we thought we'd give him some time off. Um, So yeah, interesting week for you, Shane. Shall we, let's go into your training week then first, because... Josh is um, just back in from a session and doesn't look like he's quite ready. Right, sound. So, uh, Monday the 28th, that's where we're going back to. Uh, 70 minutes at 7.05 pace, uh, 9.88 miles. Um, Tuesday, 50 minutes, just under 7 miles, 7.14 pace. Um, I felt pretty awful. for that, I think, uh, but ran a bit shorter. The following day, session day, but I also had a run with a client booked in in the morning, so that's, that's why I, I ran a bit shorter on the Tuesday. So in the morning, I ran with a client, did 44 minutes, uh, 5.32 miles, uh, average of 8.21. That's that's what we call a Carl Wellborn run. Yeah, I just realised that. Sorry, Liz. Sorry, Shane. Um, I've also got another co-host this evening, Sat in a white hoodie in bed looking a bit worse for wear a bit like Eminem um we've got Carl Wellborn with us this week how are you Carl hey guys. um I've seen better days but I'm here this is a privilege yeah we'll um we'll go we'll get to Carl's run when we go through Valencia a bit later but Carl if you want to chip in and bully any of these two feel free that's fine I thought you were waiting till sort of later to give Carl a proper big intro but no, it's just poor organisation. What a disrespectful anticlimax. Um, Let's go. Wednesday so, session. Wednesday session. So uh, we did 12 by a kilometre off a minute, but we uh, we did the ABBA penalty shootout format. 
do you know what? I didn't read it when you when you said this. I did not read it as A B B A. I was like, has he been listening to ABBA on this session? Wait, do, you, do you remember when we when we recorded the first pod, and I uh, I wasn't feeling very well because I had a few too many sherbets. That was an ABBA night. It was quality. <laughs> Don't lay into ABBA. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah. So that was to do with the penalty shootout. So we basically we did. Um, well, we we did actually thought it was funny, but uh, essentially the A's were at 10k effort and the B's were at threshold. Um, we just started on the A just because why not? So we did around a bit of a, a suspect loop um, where I couldn't really see the ground very well and we uh, nearly got hit by cars and ran into dogs. Uh, but that's about standard, isn't it? Um, so we did a 257. 307, 306, 257, 258, 307, 307, 256, 256, 306, 305, and finished on a 256. Uh, didn't feel all that good at the start, to be fair, but by the end, I uh, felt pretty comfortable. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a I think I was, I think I was already a bit down on sleep that week. Um, so, Overall, I was actually quite happy with it because the, it, it, I mean, it's not, we can't work out if it's a quick loop or not. It's kind of like the first bit is sort of net up and the second bit. It's, it's not quick. Oh, you've run around there, haven't you? Yeah. But, um, yeah, because you get that little bit downhill, I think it speeds you up. But yeah. how how are you measuring the K just off your watches? Uh, what we do is we warm up and we make Tom be quiet and count in his head how many meters it is uh just like a a route planner thing it it might be okay it might be over it might be under it, it doesn't really matter we just run to the same point each time and then because it's a loop how, how long is the loop just over a k i think the loop is just over a k but we stopped at a lamppost that we thought was okay and then you just jogged to the start point yeah or like a walk yeah okay what recovery just one minute recovery um so it's quite nice and uh i think it's, it's sometimes nice to change pace a little bit uh i don't think any of us were feeling good enough to go and do maybe 10 by k at 10k effort so it it just allowed us all to sort of ease into it and all three of us felt better at the end than the start so i think it was a a session well salvaged the other two wanted initially we're gonna uh wanted to do something a bit easier so in the warm-up we kind of finalized what we're gonna do uh so actually, I think we did all right. Uh, we compromised well, got a good session out, uh, nice high volume. Um, Give me a bit more. We stored a bit of confidence going back into Telford um, because I, th I think the week before that, I'd, I'd not felt great when we did sessions. So I was pleased to feel a bit better. Um, That night, I was up until 3 a.m. though, so not ideal recovery. Um. And that was the start of a sequence of late nights trying to get some work done. Thursday, 10-mile recovery, 7.15 pace. Um, I was working till 2 a.m. that night. Friday, honestly, I was shattered and I was at work all day. And um, I I'd finished and I was like, I've got time for the gym or a run. And I was like, I'm going to have to prioritise the gym. Being sat at a desk all week, Awesome. You are. 
controversial that Jim Rover run. Yeah, I think uh, in in that session on Wednesday, my body just felt weak, and I could feel the beginnings of the the stitch that I normally get sort of coming on, sort of middle of the session. It, it did ease off, but I could feel a tightness in my abs, and um, I think I'm probably going to be be more beneficial to go for go to the gym rather than go for a run. So I did some bits in the gym uh, and got back home and did more work. Saturday, just over 10 mile easy, 7.25 pace with Ron. Uh, again, I love, an, love another late night that night and I was, I was at my desk all day working. I think by this point... I think, I, I think Tom's going to be disappointed you didn't say you ran him too. Did you remember Tom on Saturday? If that was the 3rd of December and you did. I can't remember. He did seven point seven miles of you two doing ten. Oh, we ran in the evening. I thought we ran in yeah. the morning. Right. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, so me and Ron did um just before the England game. Me and Ron did a, a left bollock of uh, of a typical route. Uh years ago we tried to draw <laughs> tried to draw penis using that loop and another loop and uh going out and back. So we call that left bollock loop. Um so we did that. <laughs> before uh, we met Tom again and then we just ran around. Uh, so that was quite fun. Um, and then Sunday, did hour 46, um, me, Ronnie, and uh, we had Kieran Fitzpatrick join us. I think Kieran listens sometimes, so shout out to Kieran. Um, so, yeah, that was and another Tom. one. Tom was, I mentioned Tom that time. <laughs> Tom, Tom probably doesn't even listen to the show anyway, so who cares? Please kick off. Anyway, um, so what? All, all in all, I think I did just under seventy-two miles for the week, um, which is all right. Uh, obviously, sacrifice a day that day's running, um, but I think it had to. Sunday night, I again, uh, no sleep. I I was up until I went to bed the following afternoon. What should what about three half three? Uh, I was ruined, absolutely ruined. Same. What time have you been getting up? What since then, or when I had these late nights? Those late nights. Uh, I think one of the times I did get up at ten, but most of the other times I was up. I was up about seven, seven half seven. I had to go to work, so that yeah. I've not worked it out yet, but I think last week I think I lost two days sleep, as in like two typical night sleeps. I think I was down. Um, so uh, yeah, this week obviously we're, we're race week, and the main priority, honest, is just get there, not tired, and I feel a lot better by now. So. But more on that for next week's show. So I think uh, I think I did well not to completely sack it off and do what Aaron would have done, and which would, would have been no running. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't too bad. But I was, I was I appreciate I was on a red line of you know because I'm not sleeping, you're not recovering, you're not you know you, you can't go and blast training, and I, I was more running for mental sanity, I think as well. Um, so. Yeah, all in all, not bad. So, speaking of blasting training, uh, I suppose we're moving on, are we? Yeah, let's let's move. But I'm actually going to go to my week because you mentioned not running, and <laughs> that's the the feature of my first half of the week. And I'll get my excuses in. Monday, I was very tired after that five k on the Saturday, and we recorded, so didn't really fancy that. Um, I think Carl is probably the only one who can sympathise with me having children or a child that if you're in with them in the evening you obviously can't run and then by the time you put them to bed 
and it's eight o'clock and it's dark and cold outside, the last thing you want to do is run. No, I told you, mate. Leave, not me in the very leave me in the kitchen, put the stargate up, bowl of water on the floor, leave a treat, sorted. It's more it's more the mental the amount it takes out of you mentally, like looking after them and getting to bed, all of that stuff. And then the, you just want to sit on the sofa and chill out. <laughs> you don't want to go out and stress your body even more. But that's me. My my dad's uh, still listening about me. Yeah. Anyway, so I had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Um, and I think <laughs> once 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 you get into do, give, having one day off, it becomes very easy to make that sequential. And I thought I'll have Monday and Tuesday off. And then Wednesday it got a bit late and I was like, oh, I might as well just take this off as well. It's not going to make any difference now. So Thursday, it was getting late again. And I was like, I'm going to go out the door. I've been pretty busy. To be fair, I've been pretty busy at work. It's it's peak retail season. So it's, it is busy. So I... Went out the door just before it got dark. Managed to get an hour in at 7.09s. Um, that was okay. Just ran on my own. Luke ran Burley, a few hills. Um, and then Friday, I thought I'd best get a session in. And I think I, I must have watched a football game during the session on the treadmill because that was enjoyable. Anyway, I did 5K warm-up. Two by 12 minutes. And then I did a six minute hard and then a couple of mile cool down. So the 12 minutes from memory were about 5.05 pace. I should really click into the run and see, but maybe I can't. It's because I did it on the treadmill. I can't actually remember what I did. And the six minutes was about five minute miling from memory. So all in all, 30 minutes of effort a bit quicker than I've been doing the stuff in previous weeks. So progress, bit of, impro- bit of improvement, but I mean, I should be able to run that fast when I've had sort of three days of recovery to do it. So well, I was feeling pretty fresh. Um, I know what people feel like feeling fresh now. Um, so that was nearly 12 miles Saturday morning. I ran uphill into the wind to pick up, or to go to where I pick up my Christmas tree from. So that's 10 mile, about 850 feet of elevation. It's a pretty, one of Josh's Croydon runs there. Um, and it wasn't pleasant on my legs because I did that session quite late on Friday evening. The first few miles of that run were not fun. And it was a good job I was going one way. So that's 10 miles. And then Sunday, I did two hours 20 with Ben. So we did 20.7 miles at 647s. Um, I spoke to you because I, I basically, we, we went out at quarter past eight and I had my phone in my pocket. And this run featured about eight stops to check the Valencia um, splits, all of which involved not getting any feedback so the tracker wasn't working. I think I got a couple of splits come in and I saw a message from Clarity to let me know how Brady had got on and I saw Josh asking. So I, I got some some sort of results. But on that nice to... has Jarvis finished yet? <laughs> looking yeah. looking for the beach with the Greek. <laughs> we'll come to that in a bit. Um 
it's quite nice having something like that to follow during a run because it did break it up nicely. Stopped every sort of three, four miles. Anyway, um, me and Ben, we went to Bourne Woods to do this run. I'd stayed over at Jenny's parents because Jenny went out and it was easier if they looked after Eliza. Um, and I hadn't really packed my bag properly and it was cold on Sunday. I had a base layer, but I had no other running T-shirts or long sleeves. But I had, luckily I had my Ipswich shirt, so I wore my base layer my Ipswich shirt over the top. I had no shoes apart from an old pair of Alpha Flies. So I was in Bourne Woods at the start, trying to run through mud in Alpha Flies. Then we obviously did the run at, what, 6.45 pace, which Josh rightly said in Alpha Flies feels very odd, running that pace in Alpha Flies. And towards the end, we needed to cut through back to the woods and you have to go through a new housing estate. And me and Ben didn't know the right way. And I wanted to go the most, most direct route because we were going to already hit over 20. We ended up cutting through like a a bush and then a ditch where you had to go up a steep, muddy bank. So alpha flies are not good for that job. And just a quick shout out to Ben Heron. He, As we all know, Ben Heron doesn't own a pair of long socks. So he's wearing his little trainer socks with tights. But because he had that gap between his tights and his shoes, the brambles cut his legs. So served him right. Um, anyway, so that was a week of, what, 50-ish miles? 30, 41. Yeah, about 51 miles in four days. Um, and I was hoping that four-day streak would get me back into the routine but as i go into next week my monday to wednesday was very poor again so another backloaded week yeah i i don't know if it's just i think i need to now ely's getting a bit closer hopefully it'll get me in gear a bit just to focus that i need some races to <laughs> you're not going to motivate three days before the race <laughs> wow it's going to get me somewhere and then once I've raced it will hopefully give me the motivation to beat it you need a marathon mate get you back on your 120 mile weeks I know that's why because you can you can backload your week and it still feels normal because you so you you, you know you've come from somewhere where you've used to doing even more than that on these days but Aaron I don't know if you find this I, I definitely do at the minute so my mileage has been I think last week I ran 75 miles but I had a day off um I feel like I'm barely running. Yeah. Yeah, well, Aaron, Aaron is barely running. He's took three days yeah. off. <laughs> 50 miles, mate. Um, now, I've just seen, so on this run, we went out of Bournemouth and we went out into the fens and we literally went down this long straight road thinking it would only be like a mile out and back. It actually turned out to be like four foot, five miles out and back. I was just a dead straight road. If there's no wind, it's perfect. But as you know, out there, it's always windy. I um, was just looking at that on your map, it's very straight. Yeah, it's just out on a long road, I and mean, you couldn't look round either. You hit, you basically hit the river, and then you had a farm track either side. And I didn't fancy the farm track, my alphas. And the other thing was on this run there was a couple of big barns full of hay. And as people were running Valencia Marathon, 
it got me to get annoyed about the analogy of the hay is in the barn. People say the hay is in the barn, meaning training's done and it's, you know, ready to go. Well, next time you're out, just remember the hay can be in the barn, but it can go rotten as shit like all this was. So my new analogy is you put all the hay in the barn you want, but if you don't use it properly, you're still going to be fucked. So that's my... So, yeah. I like that. You're pissing around. Can I I just say, I'm going to put it out there, before England are going to beat France 2-1, then we're going to beat Portugal, and we're going to beat Brazil. So, it's coming home. It's coming home. I really believe that France game. As Ted Lasso says, believe. If anyone um, this weekend, if anyone is staying over at Telford and wants to watch the football, let me know. I'll go watch it somewhere. Why Maybe are you staying like... over in Telford? Because Cardiff is miles away from everything. Just sneak into the Wonderland and you know, <laughs> sleep under the dinosaur. <laughs> right, Josh, let's go into your week and then we can discuss why you're staying over in Telford. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> so, Monday, I travelled back from Paris. Um, Rob was kind enough to give me a rest day. So, that's the first scheduled rest day I've had in a very long time, actually. I think this is what messed me up, Josh. What's that? I was like, Josh has got a rest day. That means everyone <laughs> can have a rest day. But I just carried it on. Um, I was actually off work on Tuesday as well. Basically, I had a bit of holiday that I sort of needed to use. So, I had that. Um, so, I had 10 miles... Did 559s. My, my quads felt a little bit sore to start, but do you know like the fatigue from like a half? But then actually I felt pretty good once I got going. Yeah, uh, so if you, you said I... after a half, why are you running sub six minute pace for 10 miles? It's just easy run. If I beat you, it's Alford. That's <laughs> why. That 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 on its own is why. To be fair, I didn't realise actually the last few miles ended up quicker than I thought. Because it, cause it's been so cold. I've been running with, like, you know when you run your jacket over your watch and your gloves? I'm, I'm yes. So my last mile ended up 540. I also have a normal nervous system, so my perception of effort is also quite accurate. <laughs> well, it gets better. So I've only had, I only had one run on Tuesday. So Wednesday, I had an easy 12. And I got mugged off a bit here by Ross Braden because he said, busy day at work, because I went at 5 to 12. I just don't, it's too cold to run in the morning and it's too dark to run at night. So I've just been running in the day. <laughs> so yeah, I went out five to 12, did 12 miles, 5.55s. So Josh finished last three miles. The last right. three miles are 39 feet up, 44 feet up, 30 feet up, 553, 554, 543. One, one word, shape. Yeah, another word. Crap. <laughs> so that was Tuesday. I only had the one run. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. Um, Thursday, I did have two runs. So just five miles of recovery, like a uh, shake-up for the session. So I actually did that in the morning. Um, did 6.40s. And then in the session, in the evening, I had 10 by a K. So this is quite funny, actually, Shane, from what you said, because you didn't feel like you could, you wanted to do 10 by a K, 10K effort. And it's funny because on the exact same day, that's exactly what I had. Um, so yeah, I did. I, I could not face doing it outside. It was so cold. 
So I went on the indoor trap. Um, so I banged on the street flies again. <clears throat> I quite like them. I think, I know I've said it before, but if they were a little bit smaller, they'd be perfect. But I do slide a little bit in them. Um, so yeah, it was meant to be sort of 10K effort. Um, and it was off 70 second jog. So I just jogged 200, which actually worked out quite well. Um, so I went 258, 59, 58, 59, 57, 57, 58, 58, 58. So pretty consistent. I felt all right. The last couple were, were I found like, I felt like I was probably doing 35 for the first lap and then probably a little bit slow. And then the last lap was probably a little bit quick. Um, so it was consistent, but not consistent, if that makes sense. Consistently inconsistent. Did you have any company for that session? Um Kieran did jump in the last couple, um, maybe last three reps. But other than that, I did the first seven on my own. Did you, were you jogging like a lap on your recovery or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 200, 200. Uh, how, how many laps did you do? Um, well, it would be five. 59. 55? Yeah. 59. Is that? Yeah. Times five with ten, one... 10 lots. I did 10. Yeah. Oh my God. That's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Josh, what, what do you do for a living? What's your job? <laughs> 59. And funny enough, actually, when I was warming down, I think I said to both of you, my Achilles was a little bit sore because you can't really, well, ideally, what I'd have done is one one way, one the other. They don't really like that there. So I didn't. Um, and it's just on my inside. So yeah, I was a little bit careful, but I, I won't. The worst thing is when I when I wear next percents on the track, regardless if it's indoors or not, I get it a little bit on the just the inside of my um it's like my ankle. Um so I'm just yeah, I'm just a bit wary of it. It's, I am um, yeah. I think with that, like sometimes when you're doing stuff like that, it might it might be beneficial. I know you wore street flights, so that's a bit better, but it's still quite soft. I think sometimes it can be easier to actually wear something firmer. I you I put, you asked me to wear spikes, Shane. God no, no, just some <laughs> just some old school shoes back when you used to be a thirty three minute runner. Uh, I've actually got I can see them from here on my wardrobe. Some streak LT threes. Yeah, I kill his yeah. looking at them. Yeah, get them back out. But I think I I wore uh, the alphas for the first time on the track this week, oh, and I, not alphas, uh, vapor flies. Next percent, next percent. There you go. Uh, yeah, very fly next one. Anyway, I I could literally feel like my it felt like my heel was sliding over the inside of the shoe. Yeah, that's exactly what I feel like. That's out on an outdoor track, but some people love it, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, outdoors generally I do. I find if I use the university track at Cardiff, the bends are very tight and it sort of pushes you onto that inside a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I I mean I try not to use it so much, but. I got um from that twenty mile run because I did some unstable stuff. You know the alpha flies; they're quite like the tongue's like integrated, isn't it? Yeah. They're quite tight on top of your foot, and I've obviously tied it too tight. So my yeah. top of my foot that's is like bruised. Think you yeah. got us messy. We've all been yeah. there. <laughs> right, moving on. <clears throat> so that was my session on Thursday. Friday, I had a recovery run, recovery eight miles. So I did 6.34s. Went out at lunchtime as well for that. 
Uh, and then Saturday, this was actually, oh, so, so Friday night, actually, I did go to the gym a little bit and did very, very small amount of core. And you know, when you do a single leg, single leg deadlift, I did it with the bar, no weights on it, just the bar. So like 20 kg, I had terrible doms Saturday morning, terrible. So I'm just not going to do any S and C. I think that's the best way. Um, it was very, very cold on Saturday morning as well. I know we've been banging on about it, but it really was. Um, and I had six by a mile at sort of, basically I was wanted to run sort of five minute miling. I didn't pick the best place to do it. I did it around Roth Lake. Um, and it was pretty, pretty um, breezy to be honest. So I was going to go up and just keep doing laps, but I found I could just about get to the point where it would then not be an uphill. Um, but I mean, I felt, terrible so i wanted yeah like i said i wanted to run five minute mile i went 459 507 that one was uphill and into the wind to be fair then 506 that was downhill 505 five minutes five minutes and my le- the, my upper legs i just couldn't feel them like i genuinely couldn't feel them i had no leg turnover and i thought maybe i did probably my sessions maybe a bit too soon from the half but on the friday that I wore some new Invincibles that I had not long had. And I ran eight miles at, I think it was like 6.35s. And I genuinely felt like I was jogging on the spot. I genuinely. So I don't think it was tiredness. If it was tiredness, I think it was from the weights. Uh, but I just felt so cold. I think, you look, the session you've done this week, oh, sorry, yeah, that, that this week that we're going through, are pretty good. Uh, you've, you've done them right. You've done them well. Um, my I know, I know, I can't believe I'm saying this. However, doing 22 miles over two runs within three days after you just raced a half at six minute pace, it's probably where it starts. So you can do this stuff in isolation because because you're a good runner uh, and you're fit enough to do it, and you find that pace comfortable. But when you start layering this up by Saturday, your body's been like, "There, nah, mate, piss off." Don't worry, because on Sunday. So I, I, I've tried to post of elimination. <laughs> I was like, well, I was really cold the day before. So I wore a full tracksuit for my long run. <laughs> Short sleeve, long sleeve, storm fit night jacket. And do you know what? I prefer running in tracky bottoms than tights. That is a vibe. Um, Get sorry. your one hill tracks this soon. <laughs> Not quite. So I did 14 miles, six minute mile and felt great. So I think, it, uh, no, it was the cold. And again, Josh has finished with a 5.42 uphill yes. in a full track seat. That must have been a good sight. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, uh, I felt pretty good. That's Rocky <laughs> Balboa scenes, that, mate. It just, I just, I hate the cold and it, I have not noticed it as much Obviously, I mean, I, I noticed it a little bit when I was in Flagstaff, but then that was probably the last time it's been that cold. Um, and I was just wearing so much for every run then. But yeah, that was my week. So the 75 miles, I think I averaged like 608s for the whole week. A couple of weeks. Uh, it's a bit slower. I looked a minute ago. 611s, yeah. I think it was. There you go. Well, um, I've got that, that going, Strava leaderboard, no surprises. Phil Sessman back to the top. That man just loves mileage. 113 miles. Leading 
Lady Christine Watermelon is back on top. I like the eighty-eight point two because she just picked down a brace girdle actually, because um, Rachel McGuinness was doing Valencia, but one thousand and twenty-one members. Um, it's getting there. What I think the listeners need to do is bump up Shane Robinson's followers on Strava. He needs a bit of love. I, I thought I had quite a few. How many have I got? Um, I, d- I don't know, but not enough. Oh. So we'll bump it up. So both you two racing Telford in three days' time. Yeah, if it happens. If it happens, it's looking like it could be a bit icy, but Dave, the race organiser, seems convinced he's going to get his gritting machine out and grit all the paths. And Gary the downhill... <laughs> God. First mile is compulsory sledding. Yeah, that, that downhill is going to be interesting on that on that start. If you've got... There's like 100 plus people on the start line who probably think they could break 30 minutes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, in vapour flies... Grip's yeah. going to be sensational. Anyone's an alpha flies, you're doomed. Um, so, Carl, predictions. What are we thinking for Shane? I'm going to say it's 29, <laughs> 59. Oh. It's going to take Josh's time from last year. I was going to say that's right. And Josh will run 30 <laughs> He'll be knackered. Watching the football. See, I've got Shane actually down at 29.47. Bloody hell. Um, I'm very undecided on Josh. First mile. (laughs) Josh is uh, clearly very fit, isn't he? It's just silly. I'm going to say it. Josh, do you know what you're going to run? Go on. 29.33. I'll rate it. Do you know what? I think I think you're both going to run well, but I think Josh is going to go out hard, and he seems to be able to hold on. Shane's going to go out pretty sensibly <laughs> and pick up and run well, but won't yeah. be enough to catch Josh. I don't think. To be honest, I in my mind, I I think I'm probably in PB shape now. So my PB is twenty nine forty four. Sure. Twenty nine forty eight, really, but. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, th- yeah, I think I'm in probably a little bit better shape than when I did that. I feel really, really good on my easy runs, like six minute mining. I feel unbelievable at the minute. Um, it's just whether I can tolerate that 440 pace. That'll be the question because realistically the first mile is going to be quick. Um, and I-, I mentioned it to you guys in the week, uh, earlier this week. In my head, I've got a little bit of a plan. If I can execute this, I think it would go quite well because a lot of people go off very, very quickly at Telford. But then they kind of stall. So for anyone that doesn't know the course, you go around a cone twice. If you if, if we can let that first group get away, not get away, but go, let them run the fast first mile. By the time you get to the cone, and if anyone listens to the show last or the podcast last year, I this happened to me in the second group. A lot of those people in that first group will just be stood still because you can't get everybody around the cone at the same time. 
And what that ends up happening, it's the first group, concertinas, and then you end up in one group. So if you can then jump onto the back, you've not had the silly first mile and you're basically in the group. So what I was thinking is I'm going to do that and then I'm just going to run off the front. I looked at the start list though. And I think it's better than last year if everyone turns up. I think a lot of people on that start list I know that aren't running. Yeah, that's always a problem. So, I mean, it sounds a sensible idea. I just think you've got to to run your own race to run. I probably won't do it. That would be the biggest problem. Yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm a bit like Josh. I've I've got a plan. But reality, I, I think you just have to start and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, I, I like the idea of, uh, look again, looking at it, where my PB is ranked. I, I think I'm in PB shape too. My PB is 3014. Uh, I think I've been running very well. But again, I'm not sure what it will be like putting everything together. I feel fast, I feel fit. Um, race is where you find out. But I don't have the confidence to go off that fast and get clear basically a clear run or best chance at a clear run on the cone so I'm I'm sort of turning up with ex- expectation it's going to be carnage um, and it might mean I'm slow for the first 5k so I think I don't really mind that if I'm honest yeah because for people who don't know it's probably what five people wide the start line if that yeah it's not it's not very wide it, a lot of it is on your start you can end up sort of pigeonholed into a well I'm going off a 29 minute pace here. But that's what I'm saying. Like if you're out. if you're 50th, you're on row 10 yeah. of a very congested start, which is downhill, and you're almost then forced to run at whatever pace people are yeah. running around you. Exactly. Because and... it's not like a straight line either. It's quite windy downhill. So mm. yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Um I not one it. Not something I enjoy, but I know Josh loves that stuff. So, yeah. Two years ago, I went off and I was with Josh Griffiths for a mile. I think we went through in like 4.32. And Omar Ahmed and Adam Craig were like 10 seconds ahead of us. Barmy. Yeah. I did, I did die, as you'd expect. But there you go. So, I think this week we're going to do something a bit different before we go into the Valencia news. Let's bring Mr. Wellborn into the show properly. So, Carl was on our sub 220 chat for the last eight weeks, couple of months, and detailed his training each week in the lead up to Valencia. So, Carl, well done on getting around. <laughs> um, obviously, Thanks. not what you wanted, but yeah, talk us through how Sunday went. Uh, right. So the weather was perfect. It was all set up to run fast, just not for me. Uh, or Dan Jarvis, by the looks of things, who is in the last couple of K as we speak. But yeah, um, arrived at Valencia Thursday with the guys. Uh, yeah, it's all very relaxed, very easy. Uh, for me personally, I woke up Friday with this throat sore throat ear issue just ignored it trying to stay positive race morning 20 to 1 I was awake completely soaked in sweat 
uh, getting changed, thinking I just need a car to hit me on the way to the race to get me out of this. Uh, so it's not the mindset you really want. Um, but yeah, obviously you're gonna. I'm there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a go. So I found out the the female paces was going sixty nine fifteen for the main group, not not um Gide. um and the coach had said to sit in there so i figured that's what i'd try and do uh set off within the first well it's the first few steps i just could not get my breath very labored just trying to breathe um yeah so i just knew it was just going to be a disaster got to the 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 uh pace group and it was just hard it's like super hard uh i think i maybe made it to seven mile and i just had to jog uh try and get my breath back and then the next pace group came past and dougie musson was in that group who said jump on uh so i did i jumped on i jumped on with dougie uh and we went halfway i think it was about 70 oh something 7008 yeah yeah so that was fine but the issue was i was rinsed like i was just trying to get to halfway thinking just get to halfway that's not, uh, to to... Not, ideal uh? that's not an ideal thought in a full marathon yeah exactly well the other, the other thing was i knew where i was at halfway as well so i thought like well i can just stop oh, fuck it um but i'm pretty crap at doing that so I got to 22k, at which point I, I felt terrible uh, and, yeah, stopped. Kind of got myself together thinking, what am I going to do? Decided I'm just going to finish. Uh, but I had a friend who was trying to break 2.30. So he came past and I tried to help him. Uh, and I did. I managed to get him to just before 37. But that was really hard work. Um, I just struggled a lot. Uh, got him to just before 37. And then that was me done. I was walking like just, yeah, just struggling. And then ran it in for K to go. Picked some bloke up off the floor who was in a bad way. And day done. Yeah, so two thirty six twenty six. I'll just go, so your five k splits, sixteen twenty. So pretty solid, pretty quick. Sixteen twenty four, still good. Then you've gone to seventeen oh three. Then Dougie's obviously come past. You've gone sixteen forty five, and you've maintained that to half. But then you're twenty to twenty five, where you stopped twenty two oh three. Then you've got back to seventeen thirty seven. Then a seventeen twenty eight. And then you've gone to a 25.09 and then pulled it back for a 7 minute 41 last two and a bit K, which is pretty good. So, I mean, I I think most people can relate to what you've just said in a race. We've all had those days where you've been unwell and you've tried to get round and it's it's tough. And, and most of us would have stopped. I would. I've stopped in races when I've felt like that. Um, so to be able to keep going and actually run a very respectable time when you're feeling terrible you know 236 is still very good <laughs> like when you're feeling terrible like you just said 
and couldn't. And, you know, you've had a split in there, which is 24, one of 22 minutes, one of 25 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's just one of those days. And it's it's what makes it tough about the marathon, isn't it? Because you just can't predict that's going to happen. You've got, every, you've got to have everything go right. You've got to have your body be in shape. You've got to not get ill. You've got to have the weather. And it's just such a cruel distance i think yeah for sure i mean i i actually felt even with the glutes that i was actually fitter than when i went into london uh my volume had been good some of the sessions was better than than i'd done for london when i ran 21 um but yeah i just could there's like nothing i could do and since i've got back like i'm off work I'm like in, in fact the only good thing about how i feel now is just confirms how that I've, I've just been unwell, like that's the reason, not me just being a, a, yeah. a, a weak person. It's, I tried. It's, it's, straight, it's paper week that I had mm. a couple of people run Valencia, and both of those two got colds in the taper. Everybody seems to get this, you know, your body kind of shuts down, your immune system is always more susceptible to getting something, and it's tough, and and you only have to look at Brady from Inside Running podcast. Like, I would put my house on him running two sixteen or quicker, and he ran two twenty. It's just such an un. I've given up predicting what people run for a marathon. It's even with my own athletes, who I know exactly what shape they're in. You just can't tell what's going to happen in those few days around the marathon. Shane, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was thinking it. I mean. Obviously, as we all know, uh, when it starts to go on the marathon, it's it's a different beast for it going in any other event. Uh, which the fact that you managed to go slow and then fast again is is not not actually that bad. That was pretty good, Carl. Uh, like genuinely. Um, so I think you know you, you can you can always take away some positives from what you did achieve under the circumstances. But yeah, you, the, the thing with the marathon, it can go so wrong so quickly for many reasons and and that might be reasons before the race i think like interesting i think the psychology behind doing a marathon as a an amateur slash recreational runner which is really what we all are at best is you will have what two chances a year and you want to red line every time you're like i'm in 220 shape i'm going to red line i'm going to get on that red line and because we we can't go and do it the following week or the week after or the week after that like you do the marathon it goes how it goes you have to recover and then you go again and um yeah we always want to make the most out of every situation and it sounds weird I, I don't necessarily think it's an event that you can go into it wanting to make the most out of it um and again that like the you can guess what sort of shape someone's in but how well they can deal with um the marathon is massively contextual um, yeah, it's my tuppence. Yeah, is, and I, I would think it's, it's quite good to talk about because I'm sure you're not the only person that that's sort of not achieved what they want, and it's what do you do now? Well, so, for me, for me, I think it. I think I said in one of the other podcasts, you know, I had one goal that was to break two twenty. I don't see like a point in any other goal, to be honest. Uh, that's what I felt to train for. And I didn't achieve it, and that's okay. 
like I failed, I will sort my, myself out and get to it again. Like, I believe I can break 220. I don't feel like it's a big, difficult, this 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 crazy goal. Like, I actually think I can do it. Uh, and I think in the first instance, that, that needs to be there. And it is. Um, I mean, Joshy ran 217, so that gives me hope. London, London in the spring, Carl. I'll hold your hand. And we'll cross together I mean. in tears. You yeah. are not running 220 if he's running with you. <laughs> Who's ran the most sub 220s on this show? I knew that was coming. Yeah, you know, Aaron's still the king of the marathon here. I just need to be able to run first. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll get it together in London, and Shane Shane's going to join us because yeah, what, he's... what we're going to do is we're going to get some inside jogging. Vest made, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep Chogi Carl to a sub two twenty. Yeah, you get yeah. nice as well, Shane. Who's that? Oh, I, I won't manage that. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna stop at eighteen miles, mate. Shane's <laughs> gonna do the proper pace making. He, he's gonna jump in and out every few k. Um, <laughs> get the tube to various places. Like, yeah, I think I think that's important. Like like you say, you didn't achieve your goal, but. I think and that's okay. I think people need to sort of accept that. But then it's how you deal with that afterwards and reassessing what you should then do. So, I mean, personally for me, I if, if I was in, like I had it this year, I, I mean, I didn't even make a start line. So it, it, it would seem ridiculous to sort of say, oh, well, I want to run X in a certain amount of time. But it's just... just going to do it. Anyway. It's going to do that anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Anyway. Um, but then you just have to re readjust your time, uh, readjust your sort of um your goals, and like take some time to sulk over it, but don't dwell on it. Like get over it and yeah, move on. Yeah. So there you go. I think That's wisdom for you. Yeah, it's Josh's words of wisdom for the week. Um, I made notes. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything that counts can be counted exactly and not everything that can be counted counts oh yes there we go so let's go through some of valencia news um as carl said g'day was running a debut and it was hoped that she'd break that world record and the well not the rumors the the pace group she was meant to go out at was meant to be 66 45 i think 213 and a half that didn't transpire because I know she ended up going through 5k at about 60, about 216 pace. Um, so there's a big group on the back of her, which didn't really do much for women's running, I would say, because it was basically watching a load of blokes who wanted to get on TV. Um, and then also seeing Brady off the back of that group just chilling, which is always good. Um, but there was definitely people who wanted a bit of a bit of airtime. Um, and you couldn't actually really see good, eh? But anyway, she she didn't end up winning. It was um, Bariso who took the win in 2.14.58. G'day did still manage to run a 2.16.51, so not too shabby on a debut. That's a um, fast debut in history, but... She didn't have not... a good day. Good. I like that. It's good for you, Josh. Um, so... Yeah, a bit of a shock on the women's front because 
there wasn't really much known about Barisso, wasn't it? Like a a massive PB as well from a um, yeah, actually, I've got five this. minute PB, yeah. wasn't it? For like four or five years and hasn't raced. Um, anyway, British running. It was a good day for the Brits in the in the women's. Natasha Cockrum, sizable PB. Same with Georgina Schweining. I will one day learn how to say a surname. I want to say it's it's that, but it's probably something else. Um, Cockrum ran a Welsh record of two twenty six fourteen. She's now sixth on the UK all time list. Um, so not bad. And um, Schweining was two twenty six twenty eight. She's gone seventh on the all time list. So quick day out for them too. Um, and then. On the men's side, it was another debutant, Kelvin Kippy Watts, who took the win in two hundred one fifty three. But that wasn't the the main story of the race. It was it was his second half where he ran a sixty fifteen second half to put that, on to put debut. That, right, I've got half marathon rankings all time for the UK. I knew this already, but do you know where that ranks all time? Third. Third. Six. Third. Two Third. people ahead of him. Callum Moe and Callum. No Farrah. <laughs> the only people that have split have run faster than that. That is did somebody run what did did somebody run sixty twenty? No, Jake's uh next sixty thirty one. Okay. Um yeah, so he's the third fastest marathon now behind Kipchoge of the Keeley, which is outrageous. Um on five 5k was like 14 flat or something wasn't it it's crazy it i'll get i'll get his splits up in a second josh you can you can talk about derek and adam craig and i'll get kibby what splits up yeah so you t- put me on the spot now you're testing me derek, 13 14 say i thought 15 2 13 14 and adam i think was 2 13 57 58 to your second uh not bad and that's that's a debut for Adam, so that's really good. That's really promising. Um, and then no, Derek, I've got it, it will come. To, well, I'll, I'll open those and say I've got the five k splits up for for Mister Kippy Watt. So he starts out with a pedestrian fourteen forty one, then he drops it to a 30, fourteen thirty six, then a fourteen thirty eight, then a fourteen thirty three, then a fourteen forty. So he's getting slower. Picks that's a bit too slow. So he goes 14.26. He's like, nah, still a bit slow. Drops a 14 flat. Backs that up with a 14.05. So between 30 and 40k, he's gone 28.05. And then he's finished with a 6.14, which is, um, yeah, just silly. Absolutely silly. 28.05 between 30. We all know how it feels at 30k. And... I don't know. I still don't know that many people who can pick up between 30 and 42K. You see it now and again, but to pick up that much, you know, his 35K split is 40 seconds quicker than his first 5K, which was also quick. It's just, that's Matt Cloud's territory. And we all know he was doping to the eyeballs. So, um, uh, yeah, the Lindors, the Lindor diet. Um, it's impossible. I, I find it hard to get my head around results like that. I just can't. 
He's, and they look so easy as well. He's young, isn't he? Yeah, is he 23? 22, 23. This, this is the thing. You, you look at the people who are ahead of him, Kipchoge and Bikili. You've got two runners that have had quite long, illustrious careers. Track careers, yeah. Like they've got a very good pedigree behind them. So whilst the times they're running is still insane, it, it's believable. It's very difficult to, uh, to come to grips with that sort of time for the first marathon at the age of, well, yeah, 23, 22, whatever it is. It's it's insane. I actually think if, you, uh, if I'm on the right uh, profile, he did Valencia 10K in January. Yes, I've heard this, yeah. On 28 <laughs> Yeah. So he split the he split the same ten k thirty to forty. In brackets, marathon pace. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so need a long warm up. And he did he did Prague half this year, and finished eleventh in sixty one fifty eight. Um, you know, half marathon. Well, he obviously did a marathon. Well, he did a half marathon in November, so a few weeks ago. In Spain, and finished fourth in sixty three forty four. To to be fair, if you look at the races Derek did in his build up, yes, much faster than his half. And don't get me wrong, like I know he's done it to the absolute extreme, but I can like there is a bit of a, I think there's a correlation running a running a a shit half and a good marathon. Not that though, Josh. You, no, you're no, saying it's ridiculous. This guy, yeah. this guy has run 62, and then a few weeks ago he ran 63.44, which is I don't even know what that is. Like it's you know he's finished fourth, so it's not like he's yeah. winning it by much. Derek Derek ran a good time, but he has been splitting his half marathons quicker than marathon pace, or just this guy's not even running anywhere, not even a minute close to marathon pace. So it's like, you know, you running a two sixteen flat, but have run a seventy in in a couple of weeks before. It's just bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I I was just getting the British results up because a few others will run through. Alex Milne two seventeen forty two. I think it was about two or three seconds PB, which he I liked his draft where he said like a world of pain for a couple of seconds, which is. Sums it up. Dougie Musson two twenty twenty seven and Tom Cornthwaite two twenty forty nine. Oh, actually, I've mentioned James Tilly because he's a listener two twenty one oh eight. Probably one of our fastest listeners, James. Um, and then on the women's side, can I do that quickly? It's only gonna let me do female senior, which is so we mentioned um, Cash and Georgina, Rachel McGuinness. 234.33 and Megan Davies 239.40 so four girls inside 240 our very own Ruth Jones who's done some interviews with me managed to scrape inside the three hour barrier 259.58 I think it went down as so um, yeah well done Ruth for, for getting foot, it done her foot looked Extremely painful on the the socials she shared. She uh she took my advice. She popped it. She said, 
Yeah. Um, just like that. You got it. You got to get the. If anyone wants to see my toenails, then they can complain about theirs. Um, right. Is that enough Valencia chat? We done Valencia. Gives me, gives me a lot of confidence uh, in the Bob project coming off the back of the results. Well, he, he had two out of four made it, so fifty percent rate. Oh yeah, oh, actually, you... two out of five because you didn't make it either. You were on the start line. Yeah, I don't know why I was on the start. I withdrew ages ago, but there we go. But no, I think if you make the start line, pretty confident. So <laughs> if I'm potentially, if I was to be doing a, a marathon in the uh, in April in the UK, then yeah, what well, you get. Two two oh nine. Here we come. Um, let's go to Park Run. And there was a world Park Run record. That's why I mentioned it. Sam Harrison at Long Eaton, fifteen thirty-seven. Not too shabby from Sam. Um, so she took it off the Australian girl that I've now forgotten her name, which makes good podcasting. Um. Shall I mention the fastest male? 14, 47. It was more the women's I wanted to mention because obviously 50, a world record, but then at Shane's very own Doddington Park run, Sophie Wallace ran a 15... 15.51. And to not be, the, not be the quickest park run of the day with 15.51 is... And I think I might be wrong here because I've not backed this up with pure fact. But at the time, not knowing how quick Sam went, I'm sure that put Soph like sick full time or something. Well, Clara, the week before at Cardiff, ran 15.49 and that equaled the UK record. Yeah. So we're getting some quick part runs from, from these girls. Who do you measure your Parker and Shane? Do you get your friend to count his steps? Yes. What we do is we. We um we measured two and a half. It's an out and back course. We measured two and a half k out, um, and just make sure it's always shorter than that, so that we have the quickest part. Of it. So he measures two and a half k, then he just pulls the cone back ten meters, <laughs> and then sounds yeah. like lead. And then <laughs> if it's not if it's not looking quick enough, he'll just walk with the finish line tape closer to the runners. But what happens is is if I'm doing results, I'll just change people's times. Um and why not? In fact, we had another local um record or something at Market Raisin. Uh, yes. 14, 15, 15, 15, 15, 04. 04. But that's he's a very good runner. I think he runs for Cleethorpes. But yes, he does. That's a huge improvement from an already very high mark. <laughs> so Fair play. I don't know if the lads just had a growth spurt or not, but yeah, so some uh, some impressive part ones gone gone down last weekend, and this weekend we'll probably see a load cancelled because of weather. Yeah, I was just gonna try and I I sent you this boy's name, and I now lost it. Thought I'd give him a shout out for his. Well, you find that George yeah. George Wilson. Yeah, fifteen oh four was an a score a ninety four percent score on the age grading. If that means anything to anyone. Um, which is yeah phenomenal. Well, and George, um, we'll go across the pond to America. Some five Ks, Josh. You were excited about these. I had no idea they were on. Yeah, what did you tell us? Boston University indoors. So, 
put me on the spot again because I don't have the results. Neil Gourlay. Oh, 13-16. Yeah, 13-16 for Neil. The, the thing that was quite good about this, and if you've not seen it, go on his Instagram because if, if you're a bit squeamish, don't. But he got spiked and there's getting spiked and then there's this. Like his, he's got white shoes on and I would say a good quarter of it is just covered in blood. Like absolutely saturated, the spikes destroyed. So it's got spike. It's probably a, what a two inch hole down the side of the spike. So I don't know when that happened in the race, um, but yeah, fair play for finishing because that must have hurt. Um, there was quite a few decent runs. Scott Beatty thirteen thirty two, Charlie Wheeler thirteen thirty four. Um, yeah. so yeah, some solid outings there. We'll come back to the UK. Battersea Park played host to the British Masters 5k road champs. Carl, why weren't you there? I was uh, too busy eating pastries in Valencia. I think you were probably deep into Valencia race when it was when it was on. Um, Andy Davies took the win, 15.01. Not really much of a surprise there. Um, Although you could have you could have entered. No, you're in the, the veteran category. I think, I think it's 40 to 85. Nah, thirty-five. It says months. it here. It says forty to eighty-five. So it's a bet forty race. So no bet thirty-five race for me to enter yet. Um, and on the women's side, Elizabeth Ronan Renan Dow seventeen fifty took the win. I mentioned Portsmouth victory five. Um, Josh Grace took the win in twenty-three fifty-seven. But I think really- Johnny, Johnny Cornish ran the same time, so I'm not quite sure how they, how they, yeah, established who won that if they've given them the same time. Maybe it was clear. Um, maybe they took a photo on their iPhone and did a photo finish. Who knows? Um, on the women's side, Tessa McCormick, twenty-seven nineteen, and and yeah, that's probably. I saw this Sheffield per- Percy Pud was on. Tommy Power took the win of 31 dead. Great name. Yeah, solid, isn't it? And um, Abby Pierce, 35-24, fastest female. I met Abby at a wedding a few months ago. Um, she's my next-door neighbour's friend, randomly. So she's now got a claim for fame that she met me on a, on a big night out. And that's one listener we've just lost. Yeah, she doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> that's it, really. I think. Um, but yeah, let's wrap it up there, boys. Carl needs to looks like he needs to get some lem sip in him and go to bed. Shame Carl, to <laughs> we'll go to Carl first. Carl, what's what's happening before Christmas for you? Uh, before Christmas is first and foremost get myself well, uh, and I got yeah nothing exciting. You're going to come to Draycott Water. I'm the number one fan for Aaron Scott's half marathon, one twelve twenty nine. It's coming. It's coming home. Um, I'll get to meet Carl's wife. That'll be an exciting day. It will. She's ready to 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 batter you, mate. Some of your comments. Are you two arranging a wire swap here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're not denying it. Right. Um, enough talk of wife swap. Shane, as he doesn't have a wife, let's go to him. 
what's happening in your week? <clears throat> yeah, well, I've got Telford 10K coming up. It's a big showdown between me and Josh. Excited for that. Um, I've got my accounts to get sorted and I've got more coursework to start. So whilst uh had some busier busier days at work and got my coaching to do. So I'm going to be pretty busy. So Josh, also at Telford, why are we staying over on Sunday night? It's quite away from Cardiff. You not got a car? Yeah. So I'm driving there on Saturday. Watch the footy. Yeah. And then so it means I don't have to drive in the morning. You saying footy sounds like the most <laughs> non-football-like person. <laughs> Josh um, sounds like that Instagram account, the American one that does like soccer things. But but let's all right, let's just talk. So your race Sunday morning is at what ten? I actually don't know. Probably yeah, ten half ten maybe. I think it's ten thirty. We I yeah, think I think it is. So you'd be all wrapped up by half eleven. There's nothing to do in Telford. There's a shopping centre. That's it, isn't it? That is Telford. Staying um, over the night before, not the night after. That's what I was asking. You made it sound like you're staying out, the, staying over the night after. No, 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 no. no the night before the race. This is holiday weekend away. That's why I was questioning. I'm not questioning this night oh. before. That's fine. I thought you were oh, just no. going to have a weekend in Telford. No, no, I'm going back after. <laughs> yeah, straight back after. Good. If you go to the Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, too fair. I don't know what... I'd rather go sooner rather than later. Um, there's nothing worse than getting somewhere... I don't want another episode of Paris like the other day. I get there at nine o'clock and I need to do a bloody run. It was a nightmare. So... Well, yeah. it could be worse. You could do a run at half past midnight. <laughs> Come to that next week. Um. We're, I've just asked you all what what's happening next week, but we're what, four what days into the week. Well, let me let me say I I've been banging on about revising and doing an exam. I finally did it yesterday. Three yeah, hours. Well. Like, yeah, I think it went all right. The guy's a bit of a knob, the, the invigilator. He um, he is he like better a, be, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Number one listener. I did it in the office, and there's glass windows on all of our office doors. And he was like, if one person walks by, do you fail? Um, so he made me blue tack paper the whole window, which is very annoying. To be yeah. fair, I bet he's been in some situations where there've been some co-work workers like getting her ass out, like to put people. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's you can't cheat, but yeah, that's done. So I uh, gonna have a week off, I think, studying, and then we go again. Um, Kyle, to answer your question, what am I doing? I, Jenny is off working again. I know I shouldn't allow it, but I do. So I've got Eliza tomorrow and Saturday. So it's going to be interesting to see where I fit my runs in. Um, but yeah, I'll be watching football on Saturday evening. Hopefully Jenny's home by then. So. I can, yeah, watch it in peace without Eliza. Eliza's pretty good at supporting England, actually. She, like, gets a fist out and says, come on, come on, White. So, What's the score going to be? 2-1. Mbappe, Mbappe's going to... So, I think Foden will score first, then Mbappe will score, and Harry Kane will get 
we'll get a penalty to win it for us. That's my predictions. And the fact that I've not won a bet all year probably means you should not bet on that. I'm going to go 3-0 England. I reckon, I reckon Pickford's going to have a blinder, mate. That's brave. Or he's going to score a hat-trick. Yeah. <laughs> Pickford's going to do like a Scorpio yeah. kick. He's going to threaten Mbappe and he's going to be like, that guy's a psycho, man. I'm going near that. That's what's going to happen. There you go. Right, boys. I'll try and get this published and out in the next hour or so so listeners can get it for the weekend. But have a good week and we'll we'll catch again next week. And thanks for your your time over the last couple of months, Carl. We'll we'll have a w- recap properly at some point and we'll go again for London, mate. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Enjoyed it. Good luck the weekend, lads. Cheers, Cheers boys. Bye. 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 Oh, you never, 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 never